Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Butner. So we have to talk about this. I had to come on here today and put out a new episode because, well, how do I put this? I showed up on What's on Gambia on an article that they called Anna Starts Online Show to Help Gambians Get Better at Sex. Well, listen, the article wasn't bad at all. I was not mad at the content. I was not mad at how they explain what the Lotus Flower podcast is and what it's doing. They actually called me Bajan. I'm like somebody's big Bajan. Now, I'm young. I'm very young. <laughs> None of my nieces and nephews are old enough for me to give them talks about sex because they're not at that age yet. However.com. I welcome that. I don't mind being somebody's big bajan for the young teenagers that are out there or for the young girls that are just getting married or for my age group who are in their marriages but need a little help or even the older ones that are trying to keep their men in their marriages and stop them from going out there and getting side pieces. So I'm all about it. Y'all can call me the big bajan. It's all good. I did, however, want to read a section of of the article where it goes, Anna's greatest appeal is that no topic is off limit as she discusses everything, absolutely everything about sex and the bedroom mystique. Some of the topics include sex tips and the importance of foreplay, sex positions women like, sex positions men like, the misconceptions and benefits of masturbation for women, especially virgins, and how to initiate sex, among other things. Now, all that I do talk about on this podcast, so you are right on. I would have loved to see, though, where they mention how I talk about on this podcast about cleanliness and about getting tested, because I try on every episode to bring up the topic of just knowing how to groom yourself, women, knowing how to groom yourself, men, knowing how to groom yourself, especially for those of us that are back home, right? It's hot all the time. You're sweating all the time. So you need to make sure that you're shaving all that pubic hair off your balls, off your dick. And for the women, take a shaving stick or if you have a shaving cream, use it to get rid of all that hair around your vagina because sometimes that contributes to why your vagina might be stinky or not smelling so good. So I talk all the time. Oh, also ladies about shaving your armpits. I talk about that all the time. Listen, it's important to know how to groom yourself. Let's make sure we're always grooming and that goes for the men as well because no woman wants you to pull your pants down and she's ready to give you some head and your balls stink. And your dick stinks. She's not going to put that in her mouth. She's going to gag. She might even throw up on your dick. So you got to make sure that y'all are washing that thing. And if you don't want to take a shaving stick to shave off all the hair, that's not a problem. Take a scissors, trim it. So it's as short as you can get it. And same for the girls too. Some women don't like to use the shaving stick because it gives them razor bumps. I get that. So if your skin is sensitive and you don't want to use the shaving stick, Find a small scissors. They have these intimate scissors that they sell and you can just trim, get it nice and low so that it's not so bushy and hairy and keeping all that stank from the sweating and the heat. It's just not a good look. I would have loved them to talk about how I always tell 
the young women, before you get married, make sure that the man who's coming to ask for your hand has got tested. I'm actually going to do a campaign about this because I need us to normalize the parents, especially asking the men that are coming to ask for their daughters to get tested and then test your daughters as well. Nobody's saying go test if they're a virgin or not. What we're saying is make sure that the young couple that's about to embark in this beautiful journey of marriage, both know that they're coming into the marriage clean. And guess what? If you test and you happen to have something, let's pray it's something that you can cure by taking a pill, by taking some antibiotics, by taking some medication, because most of these STIs, um, sexually transmitted infections and sexually transmitted diseases are actually curable, right? There was a time when having HIV AIDS used to be a death sentence. That's not the case anymore. So we need to push past this fear that we have in our culture and our tradition of not talking about sex and diseases around sex. Instead, we tiptoe around it. But here's my question to parents who raise your children in a very religious and traditional home, right? You tell them sex is terrible. It's taboo. You should not do it until you get married. And your daughters are actually like, yep, I'm not going to give this coochie to nobody except my husband. Good for you. And they actually accomplished that, right? So here they are at 22, 25, 27, however young, they're about to get married. But we know for damn sure that the man that this woman is about to marry has had several sexual partners. That is always a given. Most of the men are sexually active at a younger age. They've had several sexual partners by the time they choose a wife. So why won't you ask him to get tested before you just throw your beautiful daughter that you've raised so well and she stayed a virgin all these years, you just give, it to, give her to a man and you don't know his status? And women, I, I put the onus on you because it's also not your parents' responsibility to monitor your sexual activity, right? You're a virgin. You've been a virgin for 25 years. You're about to get married. I'm going to need you to ask your partner if he has been tested, make sure he gets tested, and even you should get tested, even as a virgin. Because like I said, you've done some things. Maybe some fingers have gone in there. Maybe someone told you, let me just put the tip. I don't know what you've done. I'm not here to judge. Listen, this is a judgment-free zone. But what I'm saying is, all these virgins that are getting married, make sure that the man is tested and you're, te you're tested as well. And for my non-virgins, listen, ain't nothing to it. You done had some dick, good for you. You got some moves he ain't never seen. You're saving it until marriage, good for you on you, but I'm going to need you to get tested and make sure that your husband-to-be is also tested before you get married. It's very important. So in this article, I would have really loved to see them talk about how I always push for having a healthy sexual lifestyle, which means making sure that you're wearing condoms, making sure that your partner's getting tested, making sure that you're getting tested, right? Because it's important to know your status. Y'all can't just be walking around here taking dick left and right, and you don't know if the dick you're taking 
it has pus coming out of it, if it has open sores, you don't know the, the status of this, these dicks that are just, just going right up in your cooch. You don't want that. So make sure that you know what's going in you. And ladies, also, here's another thing. Before you let a dick come in you, I'm going to need you to inspect. Yes. Turn that light on. Okay. Take your phone, turn on the flashlight, put it over the dick and do a little bit of investigation. Just take a look at it, lick it, kiss it, but make sure you're really looking, inspecting, make sure that there's nothing that looks kind of funny. And if you see anything that looks kind of funny, please do not give them oral sex because you do not want any of those fluids in your mouth. No, ma'am. Okay. And for the men as well, please look at these vaginas before you just stick your dick in there. Some of these pussies are just ripe with disease. I mean, ripe with disease. You get in there and you don't even know the status of this woman's vagina. You come out, you don't caught you something. So I need everybody to take their testing, STIs, STDs, make it something you do before you get married. If you're sexually active and you're not a virgin before marriage, make sure that you're testing at least once a year, depending on how many partners you have, right? Also try to use a condom as often as possible. But we all know when it comes to using a condom, you start in the beginning when the relationship is new, then some way, some, somehow down the line, he's going to be like, you know, we're in love. I'm going to marry you anyway. So let me just take off this condom. I want to feel you skin to skin. I want to feel skin to skin. Next thing you know, you're letting that nigga in raw. It happens all the time which is why it's important to make sure you're testing yourself at least once a year, depending, depending on your partners, the number of partners you've had, depending on how many dicks you take in, how many dicks you suck in. Women, get tested. And men, you too, make sure you're getting tested. Listen, being promiscuous is not something that is just for women. There are a lot of promiscuous men, but it's just that in our society, when we talk about promiscuity, we think women, loose women, but there are a lot of hoe niggas out here, hoe men that are just fucking anything that will let them put their dick in there. So make sure that you're getting tested. You want to be a hoe? Sow your royal oats, as they say, from the Zamunda, from the Zamunda land. You do that, but make sure you're being safe. Nobody's saying don't have multiple partners if that's what you want. Nobody's saying don't have threesomes if that's what you want. Listen, it's a free world, do you? But don't bring harm into your life and don't harm other people. Just be responsible. I talk about that all the time. So I'm going to need the next time what's on Gambia or anybody else out there that just does an article about Lotus Flower Podcast without calling me, without contacting me, without asking me any questions, but just, you know, willy-nilly writing your own article Make sure that you talk about how we stress the importance of getting tested for young women, for young men, for couples before they get married and for couples in their marriages as well. But we're going to get into that topic another time. Today, we're going to get into something fun. 
what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about spring sex. And we're talking about spring sex because, well, it's spring. And for those of us who were fasting, it's over now. So you know how they do. The women that had their fake hair taken out of their hairs because, you know, they wanted to be nice and holy. The hair is going back in. All the girls that had their mini dresses and mini skirts folded up and put at the back of the closet. Well, guess what? They done pulled it out. All the girls that took off their nail polish. Nails are polished and ready to go. Okay? Even the girls that swore, I'm not going to listen to music for the whole month. Well, guess what? Popcorn is singing in their bedrooms, in their cars, in their headphones. So everybody is going back to their normal, regular, regular selves. Nobody's out here trying to pretend like they are the most holy person anymore. Everyone's like, listen, we did our 30 days. We're done. You know, <laughs> we're ready to get back to life as you know it. So in light of that, I want us to talk about um, what it's going to be like this spring. Well, we all know that when spring comes around, especially here in the U.S. and in the Western world, you know, people start to declutter their cupboards and they want to empty their their closets and they also want to empty out their minds. But um, let's be real. There's also something called just being horny during the springtime because when the weather is warm, People just feel a little bit freakier. I don't know what it is about warm weather. Your clit starts to throb. You know, men dicks get hard real quick. So we're going to give y'all a challenge. And this challenge is called the seven day spring um, sex positions. So on Monday, we challenge y'all to do the doggy style. And this is for my girls that are married and for my girls that are single but dating, right? So this is seven days of sex straight. So if your husband is not used to you initiating sex, this is the time for you to initiate some sex. And if your husband is not used to you um, fucking him every day for a whole entire week, well, you know what? (laughs) He's going to be like, oh, who this? She's new. I like this. She's going to, he's going to be open to it. So ladies, This is for you. And for the men who are listening, you can be the one to initiate since you're the one that's listening to the podcast and jump in on the seven day spring sex positions. So Monday is doggy style. So Mondays are never something to look forward to in general, right? Like everybody dreads Monday because it's like, oh, we got to get back to work. However, a quick doggy style position is definitely a way to start off the week. Doggy style is like the best way to experiment, especially when it comes to just starting off this challenge. So get on all fours, ladies, and let him ram it in and enjoy yourselves. And for the man, get your woman on all fours and get ready to put in some work. Now, that's for Monday. So Monday is going to be doggy style. Tuesday, we're going to jump into what's called the standing quickie. Now, Some of y'all have the same lunch break as your husbands. 
And some of you men have the same lunch break as your wives. If that's the case, this is great for the standing quickie. So having sex standing up is actually extremely passionate. Um, and because of this, usually both partners are able to climax very quickly. I mean, hence the name, the standing quickie. So the woman has to stand with her back to the wall and the man stands in front of her. It helps if there's like a table or a stool somewhere nearby that like, at least for the woman to rest one leg on, as, as the man penetrates, because it makes penetration a lot easier. So when her legs are slightly parted, he can just slide on in. Then the man should soften his knees to add support and take control of the thrusting. So that's for Tuesday. Now, we also have Wednesday. Wednesday is going to be sitting. So try this position in the evening. It may be hump day on Wednesday, but guess what? We're halfway through the week and our busy lives. So it's like, it's time for you to reconnect. So this can be a very romantic position as well. You face each other. So it's fasa fas. So it's perfect for a lot of kissing and eye contact. So please, men, make sure you're kissing on your wives and wives, make sure you're kissing on your husbands. If it's boyfriend, girlfriend, just make sure you're kissing on each other because the kissing makes it feel very intimate. So in this position, your partner sits um, on the bed, cross leg while you lower yourself onto his laps, wrapping your arms and legs around his neck and back. All right. So while this can give you deep penetration, the movement itself also keeps you calm and steady. So you find your tempo and y'all just rock until you both climax. Thursday. Thursday is the lap dance. All right. So with the work week almost at an end, it's time for y'all to relax and unwind and loosen up with some music and some candles. Nothing says throwback Thursday more than experimenting with like a new position. So for the lap dance, this is what you're going to do. This position actually requires the use of a chair. Hello, because somebody going to be doing some sexy dancing. So whether you choose an armchair or maybe even a dining room chair or an office chair, anything really that's going to give both of you support is good. So you want to have the man sit on the chair while the woman straddles him and takes control. Ladies. This one is for you. Straddle your man and take control. Now, this position can be even easier and even sexier if both partners leave their clothes on. I like that. Like you put your skirt on or you have a dress on. You don't take it off. You just lift it up, pull your underwears down and then sit and straddle your man and just have at it. He's all yours. Listen, Get with it. Now, for Friday, hmm, Friday, this one is called the bridge. Now, this, I have to say, is for the flexible people, okay? Because it requires the man to... <laughs> It requires, just try it. You know, if you fail, that's okay. Y'all can both laugh about it. But it requires the man to have both hands and feet on the ground right? And lift up your back and your woman is supposed to sit on you. I wish y'all could see this picture because 
you know, I'm just looking at it and I'm like, mm -mm, this is not going to work. This is really for some flexible people. And if it's too much, that's okay. The man can lay on the bed and the woman is going to get on top of him, facing him, not giving him your back, your butt, but facing him and just ride that dick. Okay. Because some of these flexible things, it's just not for everybody. It's just not. Saturday, it's called the kitchen table romp. Are y'all listening? Saturday, we're going to hit it off with the kitchen table romp. So sometimes simply talking sex, taking sex out of the bedroom can really help you increase the excitement. I know, especially for us people, y'all know who I'm talking about, us Africans, we love to have sex in the bedroom. But sex, you can take it outside of the bedroom. And you will still enjoy it. Especially for my couples who have been married for several years. Stop having sex only in your bedroom. You can have sex in the car. You can have sex in your living room. You can have sex in the TV room. On the veranda. You can have sex outside. You can have sex in the kitchen. Take your sex out of the bedroom. You know, something about the change of environment just excites all your senses. So try that. The woman, if you have a kitchen table, sit on the kitchen table, okay? And your man is going to walk up to you, move your butt all the way to the edge of the kitchen table and let him penetrate. That's what we're going to do for Saturday. Now, Sunday, that's my favorite. Sunday is spooning. So on Sundays, we all know it's the rest day. So this can easily be just some simple bedroom, chilling, relaxing. Spooning is slow and it's steady and it allows you to enjoy your morning and just lie in the bed together. And while you're spooning, he's thrusting. Okay. While he's thrusting, you can also give it back to him a little bit. It's nice. It's chill. You're probably not going to sweat because nobody's really doing too much, but you can still get your orgasm. So that right there is our seven days spring sex positions. Try them out. Let me know. I love my listeners because you guys always give me your feedback. So Monday, we have the doggy style. Y'all already know how to do the doggy style. Tuesday, I'm sorry, the doggy style. Tuesday is the standing quickie. I want to believe everybody's very familiar with the standing quickie. Wednesday is sitting. So again, that's easy. Thursday is the lap dance. Ladies, put on something sexy. Throw on some lingerie. Put on some music. You know, the music that makes you feel sexy. Whether it's rap, whether it's R&B, whether it's some balah, whether it's some, uh, you know, Afro beats, uh, whatever floats your boat or some reggae. Put on some music. Do the lap dance and enjoy. Friday is the bridge. Now, the bridge, I told y'all, is a little bit complicated. This is for those very flexible men. And if you're not, that's okay. Lay on your back and let her jump on you and ride that dick. That's just fine. Saturday is the kitchen table romp. Women, get in your kitchen. Make sure your maids are gone. Make sure your kids are not around. Move your butt to the edge of the kitchen and let him come in and penetrate. And on Sunday, we're going to keep it chill, easy, slow, steady, sexy, spooning. So just allow your man to hold you in the bed and just slide in 
You give it to him, he gives it to you. You give it to him, he gives it to you. And just like that, y'all both climax. Perfect way to start your Sunday. Thank you for listening.